Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app, where Zach will be hanging out at the sports book later on this week in Vegas. But I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all on social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also, find those show links on Twitter and on Instagram. Hit us up on TikTok as well. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new ride, make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So Zach is headed to Vegas on Thursday morning. We will have, because A-T-Z Sports is a national website now, we're going to have a lot of NFL draft coverage with the Titans and also around the NFL as well. Oh, and I got a quick note. Yeah, it yeah. looks or appears it looks like Elon Musk it could be buying Twitter. That's kind of going on that side. So I may not hate Twitter as much as I do and have the yeah. last several years. Yeah, Twitter if might you, be a doozy. I don't know what to expect. But anyway, I, I, well, it's got to be better than it is now. Probably. Right now, it is a terrible place that I cannot stand. But. Hopefully, Elon can make it a little bit better. So that's pretty good news starting on Monday. we got a lot to get to. I'm kind of sure. jacked up. Sure, there's a lot to do because uh, Bill Barnwell dropped exclusive content on ESPN+, Plus, uh, which uh, if you watch A to Z Sports, we get that exclusive content from ESPN+, Plus, so we can share some of that uh, with you guys. But he dropped it at 6 o'clock this morning, Central Time. And the title is, Which NFL Wide Receivers Are Worth Top-of-the-Market Deals? Ranking the 2019 Class Predictions for Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Brown. So there's a lot to this. So he, he ranked all these wide receivers, Zach, and he gave a lot of insight to what these wide receivers are doing. And so, you know, normally I view Bill Barnwell as this guy from South Park down in his basement just chugging energy drinks and fast food deliveries and just, you know, coming up with crazy stuff. But with this, I think Bill Barnwell has done probably some of his best work. Because he's got eight wide receivers from the 2019 draft class. He's ranked them all on who he would take over the next several years. Uh, and he's talked about, like, all right, if all of these guys had average players and average teammates around them with average offenses, who would you take uh, of these eight wide receivers? We'll talk about where he has A.J. Brown over the next several years ranked with these other guys. But really what stood out to me the most for our Titans audience are two things. the Two stats for A.J. Brown. Percentage of snaps played in games while healthy, and then the amount of routes run per game from A.J. Brown. Because we've talked about this contract situation with A.J. for a while, and it is complicated. It's complicated because the Titans have never had a wide receiver like A.J. Brown since moving to Tennessee. They've always been a run-first offense and still are with Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill has limitations that are clear. And A.J. Brown obviously has injury concerns because he missed several games last year. He's missed, uh, he's had knee surgeries, plural, and he's just 24 turning 25. And you want to get the prime of A.J. in his mid-20s uh, with him being healthy. So there's a lot of different factors that are weighing into the A.J. Brown contract, correct? Well, yeah, and well, 
you bring up the most important factor of probably of all of this conversation. And I, I'm glad that you clarified that Bill Barnwell essentially said, what well, we are judging the future, and we'll talk about this later in the show, is average quarterback, average team, everything's the same. We're just yeah. talking about the individual wide receiver. But the fact of the matter is, is that that's in this first conversation, that's not what it is, right? No. It is you, you have who you have. Your quarterback is who your quarterback is. And Ryan Tannehill, we've seen kind of the best of both worlds of Ryan Tannehill. I believe, and one game in particular kind of stands out to me the most of Ryan Tannehill playing at an elite level and helping his team win football games, and in particular, this football game. And that was in 2020. I'll take you a little bit down memory lane. When they played, I, I, I guess this was, yeah, this was 2021, or excuse me, 2019, when they played and went to Oakland. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. I guess that was 2019. Yes. When him and A.J. Brown had that unbelievable game. So that was actually two seasons ago, which right. is crazy because it feels a lot sooner than that. 42 to 21, 10 Hill threw for 391 yards. I think that is the highest amount of yards he's ever thrown for. And like night. 91 of it came on one touchdown to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown had 153 yards receiving. Yeah. And look, the unique part about that is Derrick Henry went over the century mark with 103. That, I think, that particular game, and Titans fans watching, if you remember, it was in Oakland, right? This was before they moved to Las Vegas. That game is kind of like the prototypical way that you want to use your offense in this new generation of offense. It's not too Derrick Henry heavy where he's got to carry the load of 200-plus yards receiving. This was bomb shots down the field. A.J. Brown running away from cornerbacks. Ryan Tannehill throwing dimes and lasers and, and teardrops into the bucket. I look at that and I say that game in 2019 in Oakland was Tannehill's best performance as a quarterback from start yeah. to finish. It was a dominating performance. Yeah, they blew him out. Right. But yeah. we've also seen Tannehill on the complete opposite spectrum this year against the Houston Texans, four picks. This year against the Cincinnati Bengals, three picks in the playoffs. So what, what are you going to get and how can you use A.J. Brown more like you're not going to do this every single time, but more like that game in Oakland, and less like the games that AJ Brown has been non-existent. Well, well there, there was a lot of games this year where he was non-existent. Well, that's because AJ Brown was hurt a lot. He only played in 13 games. He got hurt early in uh, one of those, right? So he really played 12 games uh, last year because he got hurt against the Texans late in the season, not counting the Bengals playoff game, obviously. Uh, so let's get to the usage. There's a, there's some funny comments like Ben just being dramatic. Ben is the Ben is a bigger diva than AJ Brown. Has AJ left yet? Changes geo take. I'm saving this diva. Calm your shorts there, Ben. But anyway, so there's a couple uh, stats from AJ Brown that Ben uh, Barnwell, Bill Barnwell on ESPN.com brought up this morning. Percentage of snaps played and routes run per game. And I think this shows and shines a light on a massive issue with the Titans offense last year, because let's, let's, let's look at percentage of snaps played. This is from Bill Barnwell's piece. Even when Brown has been healthy and present, the Titans have 
uh, played him less frequently, less frequently than the vast majority of other uh, wideouts. He was actually on the field for 81% of the snaps for the games he played in in 2020 before dropping down to 69% last year. Most wideouts of his caliber, caliber typically play at least 80% of the snaps and often more. Notable exception, Julio Jones when he was in Atlanta. But until the Titans use Brown as a true number one wideout, it's going to be difficult for him to produce that sort of dominant season he seems uh, capable of mustering. So that's from Bill Barnwell. So just 69% of the snaps, A.J. Brown's on the field when he's healthy. And so what that when I read that, Zach, this morning, I immediately thought of one thing, one visual. I thought of second and nine, Nick Westbrook-Akine and Racing McMath on the field at wide receiver. And what the Titans do, ran into the teeth of a defense and didn't set themselves up for third and long because A.J. Brown's not on the field. And whenever A.J. Brown was not on the field and whenever Julio Jones also not on the field, the Titans were super predictable based off of their personnel tipping their hand based off of which wide receivers were out there on the field. So him not getting enough snaps or as many snaps as previously hurt the Titans last year. And there's a lot of factors for that, right? Like they're trying to manage that injury throughout the year, but still 69% of the snaps is not high enough compared to 2020 when they had a top three offense in the league, he was playing 81% of the snaps. Another stat, Zach, that I thought was pretty eye-opening too. Routes run per game. This is from Barnwell today. Why hasn't Brown had that sort of dramatic breakout that we saw from Metcalf in 2020 in Debo a year ago? The Titans simply don't have him on the field much. He has an average of just over 25 routes per game. Metcalf, who also plays in a run-heavy offense, averages 31 and a half routes per game. Stephon Diggs with the Bills just under 33, while Justin Jefferson with the Vikings, another run-first offense with Dalvin Cook, is at 33.5 routes per game. A difference of eight routes per game might not seem much, but that amounts to another 130-plus routes and a potential up to 35-plus 40 targets per year for Diggs and Jefferson. So we're talking about a bunch of A.J. Brown numbers here, Zach, where you're trying to justify top dollar to A.J. Brown with a contract extension to make to keep him in Tennessee – but you got to use the guy, and he has to stay healthy. So I thought these two stats tell a big story that AJ's not on the field enough, but when he's on the field, they throw him the damn ball. So I'll just pull this from uh, the, uh, the the Bill Barnwell article too, because AJ Brown has a higher target percentage than both Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson. He's got more average yards per route than those two as well. So when he's on the field, they throw it to him. He's just off the field on the sidelines too much when he's playing in games. What do you think about that, Zach? Well, I'll reference the game that I mentioned at the beginning, 2019 against the Raiders. Do you know how many stat, percentage steps that he played in that game? No idea. 84% of the snaps. The only other players on offense that played more snaps in that game were the offensive linemen, and Ryan Tannehill. That, I, I mean, and I didn't know that. I brought up that game because it was just etched in my memory at the beginning. And I had an opportunity to go search and shout out to Teron Davenport for the tweet uh, on December 9th, 2019 at 6.06 a.m. 
for giving me those numbers. But there you go. 84%. That's the amount that he has to be on the field and needs to be on the field. And look, I think it's a great comparison because Derrick Henry was on the field that day. Now, Derrick Derrick Henry was on the field 60% of the time. Well, yeah, well, because what happened? Derrick Henry went over 100 yards and they pulled him. That is correct. That that was when he was nursing the hamstring injury that I believe he might have missed like the next week with. I think the Uh, Saints game was the week after that in 2019 where they pulled him because it didn't matter. Regardless. But yeah, still, re- like re- regardless, I, but I think you're, we're trying to find that was two weeks later. They played Houston uh, and lost, and then played New Orleans without uh, Derrick Henry. Henry. So, yeah. two okay. or yeah, Henry was two weeks off. But I, look, I think that's a good example of the number or percentage of snaps that AJ needs to be played. And what is this offseason about, Austin? Like, who gives a damn about any of the things that we've said? It's, this offseason is about AJ Brown getting paid for the long haul. And if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay AJ Brown over the next four seasons or five seasons or whatever the hell contract you give him, your ass better use him. You better get and squeeze all of the juice out of that fruit. You got to, because if you don't, and Derrick Henry's still going to be around next year, maybe around the following year, but your, your offense, and we've said this, and I think the transition started when Derrick Henry got hurt this year, Austin, I think you, myself, and a lot of the chat started, the wheels started turning up top saying, wow, what is what are the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry? Without that safety net in the backfield, what do you have to do? We saw them win games. It was ugly at times. And they were against bad teams at times. But I think we started to realize this offseason A.J. Brown has got to be more of an integral part of what this offense is and will be in the future. And I think these stats are eye-opening because he obviously hasn't been enough in the last 365 days. Right. So we've got these two A.J. Brown stats. One of them is uh, percentage of routes – I'm sorry, percentage of snaps played and then routes run per game. Here is our question. Which of these two AJ stats is more important for the Titans' success? Is it the percentage of the snaps that he actually plays or the routes run per game? Which of these two AJ stats is more important for the Titans' success? Uh, That is the question we are going to get your guys' opinion on now. Uh, But real quick, let me tell everybody about our friends at uh, the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get hurt in life, we've talked a lot about A.J. Brown needing to stay healthy. Well, the Bone & Joint Institute, they're an award-winning rehab facility, award-winning for sports orthopedics in the mid-state. Check them out. That's who to go to. That's who to trust. I'm in mid-state and beyond, right? South Kentucky, northern Alabama. There's nowhere that you guys can go like the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. This is pretty unique for tonight's NBA games. ATOZ 200 for a $10 money line wager to win $200 if either team hits a uh, three-pointer. And uh, let me tell you, somebody's going to hit a three-pointer tonight. So that's a great deal. New users, ATOZ200, no spaces, all one word. That's your promo code. Sign up today at BetMGM. 
All right, so here's the question that we're talking about right now. And it is, uh, which of these two A.J. Brown stats is more important for the Titans' success moving forward? Percentage of snaps played or routes run per game? Again, according to Bill Barnwell of ESPN.com this morning, A.J. Brown last year was on the field uh, for just 69% of the snaps last season, and he was over just just barely over 25 routes run per game, about eight routes per game less than guys like Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs and DK Metcalf. So Zach, I'll send you to the comment section, which is more important for the Titan success percentage of snaps played or routes run per game. Brandon says snaps played. Sean says snaps played, but Steven comes in and says routes run per game percentage of snaps from Jameson snaps played from, uh, Donald percentage spent not being a distraction from uh God, Ben Hall. Ben, ben is hey, such hey, a whiny ben, ben. But ben, whiny ben, ben has his opinion. Uh, ben oh, has his whiny. opinion. So whiny. All Ben does is whine. Well, he has his opinion. <laughs> he, he's got a bone to pick with AJ for some reason. Uh routes run needs to be more opportunities from Jared Hicks. Uh snaps played from Lane, no question. Steven, you say both. I don't read your comment. Lee says snaps played, snaps from Chris, plays from Chris, snaps from Lou Man, our secret agent man, 007. Percentage of snaps and percentage of snaps from Titans Kyle and Titan Up Ohio. So does Timmy. He comes in and says percentage of snaps played. AJ's an above average blocker. Hopefully he's out there all the damn time. Snaps played from Roy. Routes run from Jordan. You can't play for snaps. But if you ask the question, you have to ask about his blocking and what the value does within the offense there. So Jordan come, coming in there bringing uh, you know, some surrounding pieces to that opinion. Uh, percentage from G-Man, percentage from Ricochet Ray, percentage of play, snaps played. So I think overall, I think percentage of snaps played like Karen and Joe have. Overall, that's what the chat think. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I think it's percentage of snaps played because of what I let off the show with. And that's, again, the first time I read Bill Bornwell's piece this morning and I saw uh, that A.J. Brown only played in 69% of the snaps, I thought of 31% of the time I knew the Titans probably weren't throwing the ball. Right? Like, you got to have A.J. Brown on the field. If you increase his routes run per game, but you don't fix and increase drastically his percentage of snaps played, then you still are being predictable. And look, it, if it's third and seven, you probably know that they're going to go to AJ and you got to stop that. The Niners game last year was a good example of even when you knew they were going to AJ, they couldn't stop Tannehill to AJ. But if AJ is out there more often, it just helps everybody else out. Even when the Titans are running the ball. If AJ's on the field, then a safety has to take a couple steps back or cheat over to his side or do whatever and takes his attention away from Henry, from Austin Hooper, from NWI, from Bobby Trees, from the first round draft pick wide receiver. I don't know, from whoever, from everybody. It helps everybody when A.J. Brown is on the field, regardless of the play call, run or pass. So I, I think the percentage of snaps played needs to be right back over 80%. But again, A.J. has to do his part for this too. That means A.J. Brown has to stay healthy, right? He has to stay healthy. Well, then, that you that brings me to my point where well, I'm going to well, go. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Uh, because with the percentage, like remember, 
69% of the snaps in games that he played in when he was healthy. This doesn't include games he missed, right? So even when he was playing in the games, the Titans clearly had him on a snap count. Even if Mike Vrabel is not going to admit it, Bill Barnwell just unearthed it. That Mike Vrabel had A.J. Brown on some type of snap count to manage his injuries over the course of the year. And I understand that you have to do that. But but you're a better football team when A.J.'s out there all the time. He has to stay healthy. So the the obvious answer is what Steven said, which is both. But that's why we asked the question, right? He needs to be out there more and he needs to run more routes. The reason why I'm going running more routes is because kind of what you said and you stated it, you kind of gave my points, but just in an opposite way. The more times that he is out there, the more opportunity he is and has to get injured. That's not good. He's injury prone. He's got to prove that he is not injury prone over the next couple of years. The other point that you made that actually proves my point, which is opposite of opinion of what you think, which is his surrounding cast. It's routes run. Now he can write, he can run the correct routes at a more a higher clip because Robert Woods is running routes. He's a lot better than Julio Jones was last year. Austin Hooper is running routes. There's a hell of a lot better than the three tight ends that they tried to throw out there last year. This is about, and you know what? In particular, I want more go routes. He could, they didn't run a ton of go routes with AJ Brown. They did against Cincinnati in the playoffs. And that's where that touchdown got caught. I, I want more routes run by AJ Brown because I think that is one of his best skill set as an NFL player is how he runs his routes. So I, look, you can find Robert Woods is good at blocking downfield too. That's one of the reasons why they traded well, Robert him. Woods is good at blocking, not down, not just downfield, but in the box. Like that's where Robert Woods blocking. Separates. So you, that you can take away, that can take away some things. I want routes run because you also have to protect AJ Brown, whether you like it or not. He's going to want to be out there every single play instead of 84% of the time. He's going to want to be out there hundred percent of the time. You cannot, you kind of have to guard him against himself. Right. So that I, I, it's like what they did with Luca at the beginning of that series. Damn near Luca wanted to be out there, but you got to protect yourself against the player. And that's why I think my answer, I know my answer is I need more routes run that AJ can be successful at. Well, and yeah, uh, Ethan says, uh, Zach needs to hire AJ, a conditioning coach. If he wants him running a 10 plus go routes a game. Now, like, well, here's Ethan your point said that I didn't say that. Okay. I, I didn't say that you did. I was just reading a comment, but, um, well, the comment said that I said something that I didn't okay, say. Okay. Just so, okay. But my, what I was going to get to is you're, you're talking about, you're wanting AJ to go down the field more, more, more down the field. The crazy thing is that of the 2019 wide receiver draft class that A.J. Brown has been talked about with D.K. and with Debo and McLaurin and all these guys, A.J. Brown, on a route-by-route basis, averages more yards per route than everybody else, like significantly. A.J. averages 2.75 yards per route run, which doesn't seem like a lot because there's a lot of short routes, right? Debo Samuel is second at 2.59. So 2.75 to 2.59. What's really crazy is that what do we think when we think about Debo's uh, DK Metcalf? Go, right? DK is a go guy. DK Metcalf's average route uh, yards per route is 2.06. <laughs> so that's insane to me to think about all that difference. So AJ is running down the field a lot more than we 
really realize. It's just he's not running enough routes. And because he's not out there enough. Uh, like, no, no, you said it. He's not running enough routes. Well, you, Zach, you, you said exactly what the answer is. No, no. <laughs> you said it. I didn't say hold it. Hold on, dude. Chill. <laughs> because think about this. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I don't disagree that AJ. Hold on. Stop talking. I'm trying to talk now. AJ Brown needs to run more routes. Absolutely. Like I'm, nobody's. I'm not just because I answered he needs to play a higher percentage of snaps is more important than more routes. Doesn't mean I want him to not run more routes. He needs to run more routes. He needs to have 30 routes a game because that increases his production overall. But in order to run 30 routes per game, his percentage of snaps need to go up drastically. And so that needs to be well over 80%. You, you, you've talked about how injury prone he is, Austin. That's been your MO of how injury prone I he is. I know, but why are you, you throwing him out there more because when he's in, when you've been criticizing because he's injury prone? No, I, I've been saying that he has to stay healthy. AJ Brown has <laughs> to prove that. That's the same thing. <laughs> but my whole my whole point about the Titans issues with their offense is how predictable they are when AJ Brown's on the sideline. And AJ Brown was on the sideline 31% of the time last year. That's ridiculous. So 31% of the time, I kind of have a pretty good feel of what the Titans are going to do. When AJ's out there, I don't know. They could, they could do anything when AJ's just on the field. He doesn't have to run a route. He can run a dummy route for all I care and not get hurt blocking somebody. Uh, he just needs to be on the damn field. He needs to be running more routes. Ricochet Ray, you get the love of the show. Nobody Zach sold his take so well that Austin used it. Oh, no, I, like I agree it. with no, that's just asinine from you. You're like laughing, but you're not like I agree with both. But we asked what's more important for the Titan success. It's running more routes. No, what's you don't want to get him hurt. He's what got a better more... supporting cast. He has a better supporting cast this year. You want him running poignant routes, not because he has better players around him that can play more snaps. Read the question. Read the question. Verbatim. Word for word. Read the question. Which of these which of these two AJ Brown stats is more important for the Titans' success? Percentage of snaps played or routes run per game. For the Titans' success. For the Titans' success, AJ Brown being on the field for a higher percentage of snaps is more important because that helps everybody. A.J. Brown running more routes helps, yes. But A.J. Brown just being out there helps everybody for the team's success. You know what makes the team not successful is A.J. Brown not out there at all because he got hurt on all of those snaps you're having him play. Look, A.J. Brown needs to be on the field for well over 80% of the team's snaps this year. That is he did that in 2020. That's not asking a lot. That's what Barnwell is saying. I think it probably floor. needs to be less than 80%. I, I, it's close to that, but it's not well, 80%. You don't want him running because he's a different player than he was. But here's he's the, proven that he's well, more uh, likely to get hurt from 2020 to now. Well, what I don't want AJ to do is I don't want him blocking for the run game in the box. You can keep him out wide and not let him get tangled up in the mess you let Robert Woods do that because that's where Robert Woods is better than AJ at that particular aspect and Ty says Zach you don't know Woods is going to be better than who true you don't Ty, do you, let's make a bet how much money you got you got Venmo let's make a bet this year we know what Julio Jones did last year I bet you $150 that Robert Woods is better this season than Julio is last season so if you want to put your money, I'm going to Vegas this week. I, I we'll, we'll make it official, however you want to do. We'll sponsor the bet by BetMGM. 
If you think that's the case, you need to check yourself, Ty, because there's no way in hell that Robert Woods is worse than what Julio Jones attempted to put on the field last year. No, the the point that he brought up is that he is right in that we don't know because Robert Woods is still rehabbing from an ACL recovery. And, and I'm saying I do know, so let's No, bet. you don't know. You think. You don't know. You think. That's what I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Okay, it's called that's putting fine. your like, money where your mouth is. I'm willing to make the bet. Ty, we could do a virtual handshake any day of the week doesn't matter but yeah i i robert woods will be better than julio jones last year okay yeah i mean i think everybody thinks that's probably correct yes because julio did not set a very high bar but the whole point is we cannot forget that robert woods is still recovering from an acl tear that happened in november it's not gonna matter he's gonna be better than julio jones was last year how many and, he's got to get like two touchdowns to be better. He's got to get like 400 yards receiving to be better. He's got all season to do that. Timmy, uh, Timmy, speaking of bad bets, Timmy says, I put, I'll put a 500 bucks bet that Tennessee takes a quarterback with the first pick. And that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, Timmy, you can go do that in your own money. I don't know what you want to do, but I would not do that. <laughs> I mean, there's a percentage that Timmy could be right, but that percentage is low. And it's only one quarterback. It's Ritter or nobody. I mean, yeah, that's, that's something that you like, maybe, you know, instead of $500, maybe like 10 bucks to put on a flyer. You should go to BetMGM. Look, Timmy, here's the deal. Uh, you know, in the next few days, you can use promo code ATOZ Sports. If you've never joined BetMGM, you get a free up to $1,000. You can up the wager. What are the odds that the Titans select Desmond Ritter? I mean, you could turn that $500 into probably, damn, I don't even know. That's upwards of like 10 plus grand. I'll look it up. I mean, is, there's got to be odds on that, right? As a particular yeah, there, player. There should, yeah, I'll just have to uh, find it on the BetMGM app real quick. Uh, I mean, but, that's, yeah. I don't even know. So I'll, I'll look up the odds for the uh, position the Titans can take. Not specifically Dev, uh, Desmond Ritter, but just. Um, well, so the, ho- the odds will be even more with a particular player because he's not, they're not going to take, I don't think, I don't think at 26, you can go particular player. Like I, I think you can't. Do okay. That. So let's, let's find quarterback. And while you do that, I'll tell the fine folks about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Timmy, Ty, all the people in the chat, you can go get a brand new ride for you and your family at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Both Austin and I have been there numerous times to the dealership. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with an outstanding ride. An outstanding ride, whether it's the Palisade, which is a full-size SUV, whether it is the Sonata, that's the four-door sedan. I own a Sonata, great fuel efficiency. They've got the Elantra, uh, the Elantra or the Ionic, which is their electric car, Go to wilsoncountyhyundai.com today. All right, A to Z Sports. Speaking of the BetMGM app, uh, A to Z Sports, you can get uh, your first shot with the BetMGM app uh, by using our promo code ATOZ200 today. That's ATOZ200. You place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game tonight, and you will get 200 bucks in free bets when any team, in either team in that game, hits a three-point shot. So it's easy. A $10 money line wager, money line on whoever, it doesn't matter who wins that that bet. You get 200 bucks when either team in that game hits a three-point shot. That's with code ATOZ Sport, ATOZ 200, ATOZ 200. So I'm looking up uh BetMGM has not gone 
with their team draft position yet. They are, you know, we're Monday. I actually just got an email uh, from John at MGM of NFL draft props for number one overall, uh, which has changed quite a bit. I don't know if you pay attention to that, but Trayvon Walker is now the favorite to be the number one overall pick, which is nuts on draft week. So, uh, so we don't have the Titans uh, odds yet. That should happen this week when it comes to the BetMGM app. So, Timmy, we'll get back to you. But yeah. I'd like to see what – you can win $500 if the Titans take a quarterback. My, my thoughts are uh, offensive line will be the favorite, wide receiver will be second, and then probably uh, defensive lineman or something like that. Nah, I bet you quarterback will be third. It'll be third or fourth. It, I, I agree. Perception. Yeah. It'll be third or fourth, no doubt. All right. So one thing we've talked about with this Bill Barnwell article, Zach, that you have no idea. So Bill Barnwell ranked eight wide receivers from the 2019 draft class on who he would take over the next several years from one to eight. His picks were based on how he thought each player would perform if he were surrounded with average teammates and an average offense opposed to their current situation, right? So, where do you think Bill Barnwell has A.J. Brown in these one through eight rankings? Hmm. You mean go? You mean list the wide receivers? I bet she has them fourth. I bet she's in the middle. In the middle. Okay, so the wide receivers in alphabetical order. A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, who's a first-round pick. McCole Hardman, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Hunter Renfro, Debo Samuel. You still think fourth? Uh, yeah, this is not my guess. This no, is you're I, guessing what I think Bill, Bill Barnwell Barn- did. I'd say fourth. Bill Barnwell has A.J. Brown first. Who's second? Second is Terry McLaurin. With Carson Wentz at the helm? Uh, well, I guess this it's, is not it's, That's not the that. situation. Hey, yeah, fair, yep. fair, fair. Yeah. What's th- who's third? DK Metcalf. That's surprising. I thought DK would be lower. Uh, who, who's Debo is fourth? Deontay Johnson's fourth. Well, is is this based on? the net over, Who he would take over the next several years. And you know what? I have to agree. Debo's got to be down on the list because he's admitted, or at least the rumors that he doesn't want to be used the way that he's been using, been using. So like that value of that player. He had 1400 yards receiving. Yeah, but he's not as great of a a wide receiver as that one singular year. I think that was a really good year. I don't want to discredit. Yeah, but but he had 14. That's a lot. It's a lot of yards. With Jimmy Garoppolo. And like the Niners have some pretty decent other passing, like pass catching options. And uh, George Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, yeah. I've had some and George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle. Uh, I said George Kittle. Yeah. Oh no, I, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean George Kittle, like the second best tight end in the league. Right. But isn't that crazy? He has AJ Brown number one, number one. Well, so let's ask this question in the chat. Which wide receiver would you take over the next four years? A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf, or Terry McLaurin? Those are the four options. Let's take this to the chat. Which wide receiver would you take over the next four years, 
Debo, AJ, DK Metcalf, or Terry McCormick? I'll I'm gonna go ahead and answer because okay. I know my answer. I'm I thought about this before the show. I looked at the the four options. I know the four options. I agree with Bill Barnwell. AJ Brown and look, I I'm an AJ Brown guy. I don't like what he does when he takes his Tennessee out of his Twitter bio because I think that's childish. I think a lot of his cryptic texts are odd. But as a player on the football field, A.J. Brown is number one. He is the guy I would want on my football team over the next four years, regardless of my offensive line, regardless of my running back, my quarterback, my head coach, my defense, my GM, didn't matter. A.J. Brown is the best wide receiver. He's a hands catcher. He's a great route runner. He's only going to get better. He wants it. His mindset is to go to the pylon. He's not trying to dance. He's trying to get upfield. He's faster. He's stronger. He can break tackles. He, he can make dynamic catches. He wants the football. That's something that we talked about earlier in the show that has not really been done enough, right? Use me at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. A.J. Brown is the best wide receiver out of this group, especially because Debo has kind of hinted that he's not willing to do the same things. D.K. Metcalf, we've talked about being a one-trick pony. And Terry McLaurin, I will say, we probably know less about Terry McLaurin than all of them because he's been banished to the Washington football team that are now the commanders. And he's had really bad quarterback play. Yeah, But he's had some success, and, and don't get me wrong, but A.J. Brown is number one. Bill well, Barnwell. What golf in the like I, I was I was kind of shocked to see that. So <clears throat> Brown, you know, if you look at uh receiving yards over the first three years of all of their careers, AJ Brown is third with 2,995. He's behind Metcalf, actually leads the group with 3,170, and McLaurin is just over 3,000 at 3,090. But here's the crazy thing about AJ Brown that Zach, this is what you should take and your put in your pocket is that A.J. Brown leads the entire draft class in receiving yards per game at just under 70. 69.7 receiving yards per game. But he's third in overall receiving yards. He just hasn't played enough games compared to the other guys. He's and had so, more injury than all of the guys, right? Yeah. Now, here I think I think uh, Bill Bornwell had it right at the top with A.J. and McLaurin at one and two. Because listen to this. These are just the quarterbacks that McLaurin has received passes from. Starting from the most targets down to the least amount. Uh, Taylor Heineke, the late Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Case Keenum, Kyle frickin' Allen, Colt McCoy, Garrett Gilbert, and Logan Thomas, <laughs> who is not even a quarterback anymore. From? <laughs> From Virginia Tech. But in that nuts, that's all the quarterbacks that Terry McLaurin has been stuck with in Washington and has averaged over a thousand yards a season in his first three years. Well, DK and Debo have both received passes from two quarterbacks that have been to Super Bowls. You know, like whether you like Jimmy Garoppolo or not, the dude has been to an NFC championship game and a Super Bowl twice. Yeah. So like and and Russell Wilson, right? Like D, I don't know what D, DK Metcalf is going to be moving forward with Drew Locke and not Russell Wilson. I know Drew Locke's got a cannon for an arm, right? He can throw it far and he can he's a played AAU basketball, but that's about it. 
Well, if you would have started the offseason, you said, which one of these guys is going to demand a trade? My answer would have been DK, not Debo. Well, and yeah, right. And then uh, Barnwell does give predictions for what he thinks is going to happen this offseason or before the 2022 season. And he thinks DK will be traded before the season starts. He thinks Debo Samuel, uh, I'm scrolling to it, will be franchise tagged after the season by the Niners. <laughs> so he thinks Debo's just going to be pissed off for another like Well, the 49ers are going to play hardball. Yeah. That, that's that's kind of what he's – and you know what? I kind of – I agree with him. I, I, the DK thing, I don't know. I, I don't have a good read on what's going to happen because if you, if you saw the report from Adam Schefter this morning, there are too many – there's too much demand to trade back. Yeah. And – not enough teams that want to move up because this is not that type of draft. It's not a great overall draft. Now, it doesn't mean that players won't play above their means as pros, but going into this thing, the quarterback position, down. Running back position, down. Wide receiver is not bad, but you also have, I, I think, Jameson Williams is the best wide receiver. Is hurt, hurt, right? ACL. So he would have been a top five. Pick. Well, you have a lot of edge rushers who are going to go to the top, like Trayvon Walker's now the betting favorite to be the number one pick uh, ahead of Aiden Hutchinson, ahead of Thibodeau. And then you've got all the offensive tackles that are in that second group. I mean, it might get to, you know, the, I mean, you've got Gardner at the corner from Cincinnati who will probably be a top six to seven pick. But it's basically Gardner, the corner, and then edge rushers and offensive tackles. And for the Titans, if you were thinking about trading up, you're not trading up for an offensive tackle anymore because you drafted Raidens and you kept Lawan, right? You need a guard more and a center, honestly, to as as you know, Ben Jones. How, how, what was the length of Ben Jones's deal? Two years. Two years, right? So you got to start thinking about the future there. But yeah, you know, this is I think we nailed it, right? Like, what are they? thinking about they're thinking about offensive line because of the future of that situation they're thinking about wide receiver because they need to give Tannehill some more help we talk about tight end but this is not a first round tight end type draft no. and then the defensive side of the ball I feel like they they look pretty good because of their cornerbacks of Caleb Farley and, and uh Christian Fulton you know, what is their true need? And we've got, look, plenty of time before the draft Thursday to talk about that, but it's kind of hard to gauge. I'm very intrigued to see what BetMGM and these odds makers think the first round value is for the Titans, because I do think quarterback is in it with Timmy and his $500 quarterback. I think at, for the right player, I would not be surprised if the Titans took a quarterback in the first round. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was Desmond Ritter. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded up for Desmond Ritter no, can't because Desmond, Desmond Ritter is climbing up the board. I, look, I'm not saying they should or they will. I'm saying I would not be surprised if they do. Uh, they're not going to. They're not going to. Well, uh, you, can't, you can't say that just like I can't gonna, say about Robert Woods. Can't. You can't say that without a doubt. Don't, hey, don't give me that BS if you're going to do the same thing. You did the same damn thing, and you just got mad at me for saying you can't say that for a fact. So you can. It uh, is your opinion. That's okay. I, I, okay. Earlier, I said, I don't think so. <laughs> I just said, I don't think so. They're not going to. No. So yeah, You said they're not going to. Look, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm throwing it back in your face that you threw it okay. in mine. So uh, I, I, I would not I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Would you be surprised if it happened? If they traded up for a quarterback? Yeah. 
if they took a quarterback at 26. I'd less surprised than if they trade up for a quarterback. If they trade up for a quarterback, I think they're crazy. If you fall in love, you do crazy things. I, I don't disagree. But I think that if they the fall type, in love, and that's something that we don't know, going to do we that. We haven't dude. seen the relationship. Like, how many no movies? They can't how many afford, movies have they gone saying. to? They can't like, afford to do that. They how many dates are, do they get the butterflies when they see Ritter? I mean, we don't know that love no, bug. No, 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 no. They don't have the ammo to do it. They don't have it. And you got to have an offensive line. What's the offensive line? You going to draft another quarterback with a porous offensive line just like you did in Mariota? Guys, guys, the ammo. And let me explain this to you. They have enough ammo for a quarterback because you go find ammunition if you have your eye on a quarterback. It is the one position that does not matter unless, and I'll say this, unless you feel like there is a Julio Jones-type Hall of Fame wide receiver in this class that you want bar none, and that happens few and far between. But for a quarterback... It does not matter. You go to the ammo store. So you, you start want- selling off future picks because you feel that you have found your franchise guy. That's why you're drafting him in the first round. So do you want the Titans to dra- draft a quarterback in the first round? I would not be upset. Okay. So that means you are okay. Actually, I do. I, I, if they, I want the right value. So I, I'll, I'll stick with me. I would not be upset. But if they went about it and they said that they love this particular quarterback and they saw value in it, then I, let me see it. I that's, like it. That's pissing away 2022 because now for a third consecutive year, you get zero impact from a rookie unless things go terrible. They're used to that. They don't care. They stop they, thinking being about that they, by it right now. The, they, uh, they, they do it all the time. The offensive they, they trade for guys with ACL tears. They draft guys with bad backs. They're in they a different situation now. They Zach. don't care. They do, it's a different situation. They don't when care. They were, when they were drafting 29th for Isaiah Wilson, there was no starting position up for grabs on offense or defense. So what they do drafted a project for the long haul. It failed as big as it could have possibly failed. In 2022, they were drafting. They didn't care. They look, they were in the midst of their Super Bowl window. Last year is the best uh, example of what no. they do. Stop, stop thinking that they care. They don't give a they damn if care. you're hurt. They do care. They do they, care. They don't. <laughs> their actions tell us they don't. That's, They'll draft you that, if you're you hurt. Cannot, They'll you draft you treat, if you don't play. You cannot treat every first round draft pick the Titans make like it's the same situation. Well, they have over the last four years. No, they <laughs> haven't. Not, it's uh, they've drafted guys that have been injured that have not played and been ready to play right out of the gate. We we've seen it. Who have they, they have drafted one, two guys, Jeff Simmons and Caleb Farley who have been injured before the draft. Yes. And Isaiah Wilson, they drafted, as you said, for not this, that, that singular year. Right. But that's, that's not three examples. Same situation, Zach. It's different the situations. Dr- are you, do you not, did you not listen to the start of the conversation? You literally said they're not going to draft a guy who's not going to play this year. They drafted Isaiah Wilson, not expecting him to play right out of the gates. Yeah, I know. You, no, you no, forgot, you, you forgot about the conversation, obviously. No, you, you made it about injuries. No, I made it about not the first year. 
They don't care if you can play the first year. They do. That's the point. This year they have to have it. You got lost along the way. This year they have to have it. This year they got to have it. What about last year? They didn't have to have that last year? That was in the midst of their Super Bowl window. They were going for it. This is yeah, the same thing. What what position? What starting position was available at the draft last year in the first round? So they took a guy who was super talented. It was basically Caleb Farley and Jeffrey Simmons are a very similar situation. It was the Titans did not have a massive hole, and they picked a guy that fell to him because of an injury. It was a gamble. Will it work? I don't know. The book's still out on Farley. We'll talk about Caleb Farley later this week. I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans draft a quarterback in the first round. I'm sticking with it. Ah, man, they can't do that. They got to have the, at a quarterback they don't position. They care if they can or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you got if you got John Robinson in a room by himself, you and him, and you ask him that question, he is kicking himself over the last two draft picks in the first round, not being able to help him out. He drafted him. <laughs> I'm sorry about you, pal. <laughs> you know, but Steven, Steven says this is the make or break year. It's the make or break year for the quarterback and the running back. You cannot get somebody in the first round who will sit wearing a ball cap in all the games. You learn behind Tannehill. It's justified. You've got to get somebody that can help you now, whether it's blocked for that quarterback and running back or go catch passes from that. Austin, you said it. They got to draft a guy in the, in the next two years, including this year. This I, could but, be the year that what did I say? Fall? If you're going to quote me, if you're going to quote me yet to say the full quote, and then I said, and I don't think it's this year. <laughs> well, yeah, that's your opinion. but Yeah, I know. But if you're going to quote me, then you got to say the full you, quote. Well, you said to, to begin that you're going to have to draft a quarterback in the next two years, correct? Yeah. And if, if, the and Titans, I don't think it, if the Titans fall in love with the quarterback, then they will draft him. That's how it works. If they fall in love, Timmy, man. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. Timmy's over in La La Land. He says, "What well, if Malik well, Timmy, Willis?" Yeah, you screwed up, Timmy. Why'd you? Why? Look, Timmy, you were doing okay by just saying the quarterback thing, and then you go and you put your foot in your mouth by saying if Willis falls to twenty six, Timmy, there's pigs will fall from the sky like, before Willis falls to twenty six. What if the Bears knew that Patrick Mahomes was better than Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> what do you think they would do there, Timmy? But I think the one caveat that you, I, or the chat, or nobody else knows is how do they feel about this particular quarterback class and how do they feel about Desmond Ritter? Those are the two biggest things that I think will justify this draft. If they're out on them and oh, they don't feel like they can get them with the, the value that they need, then the, they won't draft them. But quarterbacks are very unique in this league. And so I, I, I just want to want us to be aware of that. All right. All right. Let's get to uh, our, would you rather Zach said he's got a good one for today. Would you rather hear live on this Monday, but first tell everybody about farm bureau health plans. Yeah. FBHP.com slash a to Z. You can change your health plan. Like I did and start saving money, better coverage, better rates, better service, 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Both Austin and I have met with the CEO of Farm Bureau Health Plans in Columbia, Tennessee, had a great meeting with them. Their advertising, uh, 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 accountant is awesome. She's she rocks, and she we basically had this conversation like, okay, how does this work, and should this be a good endorsement for both sides? Well, let's play it out. I went through the process at the beginning of the year, and I figured out they really do have better coverage at a better rate and better service. 
You need to find that out too, how you can. You can give them a call or you can go to fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Go online, quick 30-minute health assessment, get the quote, and change your plan today. Don't forget, today, take advantage of the NBA playoffs with BetMGM. Download the app and use this code, A-T-O-Z-200, A-T-O-Z-200, and you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any of the NBA games tonight, and you will win 200 bucks when either team in that game hits a single three-point shot. That's going to happen. It'll probably happen in the first three minutes of the game. But you're going to win 200 bucks to get your bankroll started with BetMGM with code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. All you got to do, a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA game tonight to get you 200 bucks when either of those teams in that game hits a three-point shot. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee, only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. Rewards issued with knowledge trouble, free bets, or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Time, Zach, for uh, Would You Rather. What you got for us today? Would you rather? We're going to go all the way out, far out for our Would You Rather today. Okay. Would you rather... The aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic. So which one of these dudes would you rather invade Earth? Would they, you rather be them robotic okay. or organic? I thought this very unique question, but I think you, you can go both sides based on, based on some opinion. So would you rather aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic and here's kind of an example of in some way of what they would they could or would look like so i i think everybody is terrified of robots <laughs> uh i mean you have to go organic right i i don't know here's the problem we're creating our own damn robots they're gonna kill us right but you know, robotic, that means that, you know, machine, right? Has your car broken down ever? Yeah, yeah well, it has. Computers break, yes. But these are aliens. They're not like man, human-made, earthling-made machines that break. These are Correct. alien robots. I don't, as anybody, oh, Nate says robotic because of some gross, <laughs> because of some gross reason. I uh, I think it's got to be organic. So let's go to the chat. Uh, organic, a hundred percent. Jared says organic, organic, organic. Most of them are organic, but what if they they have special powers that we have no idea, right? That they could like you know snap their finger oh, I mean and all of a sudden you are blind. Yeah, but you know, robots like, robots have yeah. JM what do robots says, have? JM says organic bleeds, right? Because so you could like robots can just keep on rolling, man. I, I just think organic is the way to go. Again, if I know or, nothing. Organic bleeds. They can also could heal themselves instantly. You know that couldn't have, that may not be able to affect them. Uh, again, aliens and robots are not like up or down my alley. So I don't know what to do here, but I think organic is my instinct. So I'm going to go with my instinct. So yeah, and, and I'm with Orlando. Orlando says 
uh, robots will mostly have lasers and cannons. They'll have a blind spot eventually. But I think lasers and cannons can take me out faster than anything organic ro- a- aliens have. I guess producing lasers. Well, Jimbo's also right too. J- Jimbo says you can literally go either way, and then you can make up anything and run with it because <laughs> it's just well. Alien. So here, here was my thought, to, and this goes to Jimbo, but. Organic, there's a possibility that they could have a conscience. With robots, I think there's zero possibility of that, right? Because they're not, so they're not organic. Yeah. But on the other side of that conscience, you know, you think about serial killers and you think about like their mindset. What if they're wired completely like different, where their conscience is actually opposite? Where they are so sadistic and mean. I mean, uh, e- that they don't way, care. Either way, things aren't working out very well. You know, Mike brings up organic may eat you. With the, so that drive, that's a good, I never even thought about that. Yeah, the but that drive on hunger. Contact. Hunger? But that take, like organic take, like eat a, an organic alien eating you takes you being in extreme close contact with said alien. A robot alien zapping you, they could do that from anywhere. You could just be sniped from some robot alien and you're done. You have no chance. So I'm going to at least take my chance with protecting my personal space from close contact. I I think I agree with you. I think I go organic. You said you think you agree with me, and then you went the other way. I know because I this is a this is a hard one because we don't know anything about either way. Man, uh, I mean, I have to make a decision. Which would you rather? I would rather have. I'll go organic just because of the conscience thing. Maybe there's a shot in the dark that they could be nice. Maybe they're nice. Hey, 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 alien. Nice robots alien. robots want, are want programmed. You hungry? Robots are programs, right? Yeah. So here's the last question. Do you believe that in uh life outside of Earth, like human life, like not human, but like uh living living creatures. Extraterrestrial, I guess. Yeah, I mean? yeah. I think there's other stuff out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think there has to be. The galaxies are too big. If you've ever seen a YouTube or like a TikTok that tells you how small Earth is and how big our galaxy is, there has to be, with the amount of stars and universes, there has to be. And I never really understood, and I know he's saying this in jest, but like I never understood the Earth is flat, guys. That that doesn't make any sense. We literally have... uh, hard evidence that it's not flat well yeah i don't get it either it's just people trying to be different yeah but i do think that we, we are not alone as they say on the x-files all right is that the x-files i don't know i never watched the x-files so i couldn't i did that. a scully and Mulder. i liked the x-files back in the day all right well that's it for a monday we will see you guys tomorrow on tuesday Draft week is going to be a big one for everybody. Uh, We will have live draft coverage. Zach will be in Vegas on Thursday through Friday, but we will have live draft coverage of Titans. And we'll talk more about that uh, probably starting tomorrow when we'll we'll discuss uh, specific details with our draft coverage as well. So we'll see you guys later on.
uh, Buck Rising live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime, 8 p.m. Central. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday. Appreciate it. Thanks. Adios.